Welcome, everybody, to Moving Beyond Stigma, a new podcast created by Let the Elephants Dance, and we are here to talk about all things mental health. I'm your host, Michelle Crossman, and today we have a very special guest. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Madeline Papelka. She is a writer, trauma survivor, and a mental health advocate. She grew up in Bay Area, San Francisco. She has created an Instagram account called Healing from PDSD in 2020, which has now grown to be one of the largest trauma healing communities on Instagram. Plus, her first book just came out in September 2022, entitled You're Going to Be Okay, which I have personally had the pleasure of starting to read. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. Um, It's been such a joy to start reading this book. Um, I must say there's been a lot of insight, a lot of personal connection reading throughout it. And I'm very excited to get all the way through and see where the journey, I guess, has taken you. Um, When did, can I ask, when did you decide to start writing this book? I decided to start writing it about three years ago. And at this time, so backing up a little bit, um, I was diagnosed with PTSD about five years ago. So once I got to a certain point in my healing journey where um, I felt inspired to share my story with other people, I had done enough healing work where I felt stable enough to put something so personal out there. Um, That's when I decided that I wanted to write this book. So it has been a long process getting through the publication date and everything. Um, But it's been so exciting to finally see it in readers' hands and out in the world. Yeah, I can imagine that must feel so surreal, you know, just having that out there, uh, the vulnerability, but also like the power for doing that. It's really, really incredible. Oh, yeah. Thank you. What were some of the challenges you faced while writing? Because I know like talking about something so personal must have its ups and downs, you know, like the release that can come out of it, but then also maybe the anxieties that come with that as well. Yeah, for sure. So at first, when I was working on the early drafts of this book, just writing about the traumatic experiences in more detail, like um, revisiting, you know, taking myself back to the scene and just recalling all the details, that was a bit triggering. And there were times when I'd be pounding on the keyboard with just tears streaming from my eyes as all the feelings were coming back to me. Um, So in the early stages, that was one challenge. But as I got used to writing about it in a weird way, it was kind of like exposure therapy through writing. Um, After a while, like I was became more desensitized to it. I mean, and now I like talk about my story publicly and um, I don't, it's not triggering to me anymore. So, um, but in the early stages, that was definitely a challenge. Um, Also just being vulnerable in that way um, and putting my story out there for um, 
people to judge and putting my work out there for people to criticize was always um, a fear (laughs) that I'd have. Um, And then also just even people close to me in my life, they didn't even like my good friends didn't know everything that I was going to be writing about in this book. They may have heard like some parts of it or um, a very high level version, but um, I was going to expose parts of myself in a way that other people hadn't seen before. Um, But I'd say the Mm -hmm. biggest challenge for me was letting my mom know that I was going to be writing about my childhood and the things that she'd done that have been harmful to me um, in the past. And um, I was going to write, you know, show a side of her that nobody except me and maybe my sisters had seen before. Um, and I didn't want to be like, yeah, I didn't want to be like disowned from my family, um, for like writing my truth. Um, but in the end I like, I did share that I was going to be writing about it with her. And in the end she was very supportive and Mm -hmm. proud of me for getting my work published. So that was a relief. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I feel like that's such I guess just like a weight lifted as well for you right and like absolutely yeah and the um the generational trauma specifically like I feel Mm -hmm. like you putting it down on paper just like that is so powerful and that's one of the really incredible ways that that healing can continue past therapy, past all of the exercises, you know, like this is you taking it into your own hands and taking that power and really driving the healing forward, not only for yourself, but your whole family and including your mom, you know, like yeah, it is so helpful on so many levels. And I, I very, very respect that. And I think that's very strong of you and incredible that you were able to do that. And I'm so glad that your mom was supportive. I would... I would be scared to share that as well. So that's really amazing. Yeah. So it just, and I mean, as you've, um, I think you've gotten to that, that part of the book where I talk about, um, um, where I talk a little bit about that generational trauma. So I've, I came to that conversation with compassion for my mom um, because for those listening who haven't haven't read the book yet, um, she's someone who has had a highly traumatic past, had lived through the devastation of the Vietnam War and had escaped her country and came to America as a refugee and had faced hardships that I can't even, you know, can't even imagine going through. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've like even though she did do things that were harmful to me, um, I'm trying to, my personal healing journey has been trying to like repair that relationship. I know that isn't in the cards with um, a lot of other trauma survivors and their parents, but for me personally, Mm -hmm. that has been part of my healing journey. So when it came to working on this project, when I was going to be talking about that, I was very scared of destroying the relationship that I had been working to repair as a part of my healing journey. But um, so, so huge relief when, um, 
you know, she was very supportive of it and also acknowledged that she knew that she could have done better as a parent. Um, And so that was incredibly validating as well. Yes, I have to say I'm super proud of you and your mom. I feel like as a parent, it must be so difficult to take that time and see the trauma that you caused to your own child, whether it's intentional or not, you know, because again, right when you're already traumatized and then you're raising a child, it is so difficult to support them fully and to the best of your capabilities and give them what they need. That's hard enough without having a traumatized past, you know, so when you add that on top right. of it, um, oh, the difficulties, there's so much. So you seeing your compassion there, oh my gosh, seeing your compassion there for your mother and seeing the whole story, not just your part, I think is really beautiful and definitely integral to that, to the healing that you have been doing. And that's so evident. And of course, I do appreciate that you said that that's not for everybody because some scenarios... Honestly, it you just can't, you know, it's much safer right. to 100% cut the ties, you know, that absolutely you have to be the personal judge of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a very running theme in your book as well. Having that personal, um, it's you that makes the decisions, you know, it's you who is in charge of your healing. Yes, there's all these things out there to help you. Um, but you're the one who has to decide what fits, you know. Um, so I think that's really incredible. Yeah. And I mean, that was like, I think the most, that was the key part of the healing process for me. It's like, you know, in for everyone, it is finding what works for you mm-hmm. in your situation, because we are all unique individuals. And, um, even if we've gone through similar experiences, we are not the same people, Um, You know, our histories are different, our um, preferences are different, not, you know, one, something that works for one person may not be for another person. Um, And even if you go to, you know, a therapist or a psychiatrist, and yes, they have their expert opinions, but at the end of the day, you are the one who is living in your body, and you know yourself better than a therapist that you see one hour a week. Um, so yeah, I just hope that that is like my one hope for trauma survivors is I want them to feel mm. empowered to be in the driver's seat in their own healing journey, because this is this is their life, not and they need to make decisions that are best for them. Yes, I really, really love that. Um, and it's hard to I feel at least for me anyways, sometimes I felt so overwhelmed by the amount of options that were out there, but also at the same time, the lack of information for all of the options that are out there was also so tricky. You know, like I have been a mental health advocate, honestly, most of my life, um, and then started taking that further about six years ago. And only recently I started diving into more research and learning a little bit more um, because it was helpful for my own personal healing. And as I was reading these books and gaining this information, I was like, wow, my whole life, I did not know (laughs) all of these things that were out there and to the extent that they're out there. Um, You know, like 
therapy is talked about quite often, but again, it's still not that accessible um, for a lot of people, especially like financially, it's just not. Um, Right. And the one thing, one very positive thing that I do actually am thankful for throughout like everything shifting over the last couple of years over the pandemic was the access to virtual like appointments. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like such another big thing where even for myself, like the anxiety to leave the house to then go to therapy could be very difficult some days, you know? So now I can just be in my own comfort safety zone at home to talk to my therapist instead of having to go on the subway and be surrounded by other people. Right. That's still, of course, you know, uh, a, a privilege there because not everyone has Wi-Fi. Not everyone has a computer or a phone to access those things either, unfortunately, you know, so that still has that level there. Um, that's not accessible. It does help that um, area of people who, you know, maybe have some of the finances for it, but then they don't emotionally or physically, they might be in a lot of chronic pain and they're not able to leave their house, you know? So having these options are really wonderful and it's definitely a good step in the right direction, but it still is, you know, it's not enough. It's getting there where, you know, we've made those steps. There is some more options available, but there's just so much more needed, um, as we all know. And reading, you know, reading, yeah, reading about all of these different options. And just, I was blown away about uh, all the different things that are out there and like the research that has been done on a lot of uh, like soldiers with PTSD and like um, all the different, you know, options that are there with DBT and CBT and exposure therapy. And oh my gosh, I always forget the lettering for this one. I know you brought it up in your book as well. EMDR. Uh, the eye sensory. Yes. I was like, is there yeah. an S in there? No. EMDR. <laughs> EMDR. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a popular yes. one. That one I'm so curious about, honestly. Yeah, that one I've read a lot about. Yeah, there are so many options. And yes, as you said, it can be overwhelming be like, oh my gosh, where do I start? Um, But, and that's the thing about healing is like, that's like, yes, that's overwhelming, but also there are so many different paths that you can take and you can really curate your healing journey Mm -hmm. to fit your needs, which I think is really beautiful. And um, that's one thing that's been like so exciting about having my online community of trauma survivors is hearing what, what healing, um, what things have helped them heal, you know, what therapies have been most helpful, what other types of practices and activities, because I was on my own journey and um, I'm someone who was in seat, who went through lots of like CBT and then, um, but I know Mm -hmm. like that has not been helpful for many trauma survivors too. So it's been, it's really um, opened my eyes having this community and hearing from all sorts of people from different backgrounds with different experiences, hearing about the different paths that they've taken toward healing. And um, it just gives me hope to others out there. you know, if one thing doesn't work out for you, then 
there are other options. And while therapy is such a great resource, it is not the only path to healing. Um, you know, there, exactly. there are so many other things that you can do. So um, even if you are in a financially tough situation, if you don't have, um, you know, the health care that you deserve, then um, there is still hope for you. Yes, definitely. I really love that. Um, yeah, witnessing and like scrolling through your Healing for PTSD Instagram account is honestly very inspiring. Like I love going through randomly and like seeing some of the comments that people do make. Um, it is inspiring and having people be so receptive to that as well and so open to sharing their ideas and what has personally helped them is so beneficial. Yes. Um, you know, like even things just like spending the night and writing a little bit of poetry or painting or, oh, yes. you know, dancing in your living room. Yeah. Like all of these things can be so releasing. And sometimes we put so much pressure on other things that we forget how helpful stuff that we just do. Oh, absolutely. Is, you know, like things like we as humans are such creative beings you know we have so much potential to just share ourselves um, and heal ourselves through just what we do day to day you know um, through even cooking you know like that can be artistic that can be releasing for some people other people it might be stressful right. but you know it depends who you are and what you love you know reading a good book um, going for a walk and just looking at the stars can be healing you know there's so many things that can help us um on top of the other work, you Absolutely. know, like, I feel like those things, yeah, they help soothe the process a little bit, you know, because especially if it's like a trauma, um, PTSD, intense part of your life that you're trying to work through and heal through that does take time and it takes a lot of um, kindness and patience for yourself and, you know, doing those other things, whatever it is that you love, like whether it's going for a walk or any of the things I mentioned earlier, like that on top of the the healing work and the harder stuff can make such an impact on your progress. You know, it won't, it will never slow you down. It will only help speed things up and reminding yourself to do the things that you love, whatever they are throughout the healing journey is absolutely. so important and so powerful um absolutely yeah. like healing just is not just about working through your pain and the heart and revisiting your trauma mm -hmm. and doing that sort of work it is just as much about holding space for the goodness doing the things that bring you joy um, letting yourself smile, letting yourself dance, sing, whatever you want to do, tap mm -hmm. into your creativity. Um, all of that is healing as well. Um, I think a lot of us who've like been through trauma, we, as a part of the, like the way that like our brains have, have evolved to protect ourselves is we look for the worst possible outcome. We are we prepare mm. ourselves for the worst case scenario. Um, and when we do that, we can forget about, you know, all the goodness that exists. It's like 
you have tunnel vision and you're just focusing on like what could potentially go wrong when there's this whole other side, which is very real and it exists, Mm -hmm. but we just aren't focusing on it. So I think that is a key part of healing as well is just bringing your attention to the goodness in your life that already exists. Yeah, definitely. I fully agree. Um, Because yes, it can be so difficult to see what's on the outside of what is happening right now or what just happened or the nightmares you've been having or the flashbacks you've been having because they can be so strong and overtake so much of your day you know and that's obviously so valid and it's exhausting and it's very hard to feel but even throughout that you know looking for the little glimpses of joy even if you know at first, it doesn't feel like there's a lot, but even just finding one and then maybe in a couple days you try and find two, you know, and try and slowly work your way up um, to be more aware of the joy that's already there and the love that's already there and the support that's already there. Um, I feel like that's so powerful and can really help people um, very much just sit in that Mm self-compassion a little bit, you know, when you're seeing the other moments of joy, it can remind you hopefully to be a little bit kinder to yourself at the time um, and see those lights, you know, you see them shining, you know, you can point them out and, you know, eventually they will brighten up as well. You know, that darkness doesn't have to take over for your whole life. um, And it won't as long as you, you know, spend the time and take the time, find that joy, find that care for yourself. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, if any listeners have picked up my book, there's um, chapter 11, I believe it's chapter 11, and it's called Hold Space for the Goodness. And in that chapter, I talk Mm -hmm. about an exercise that my therapist gave me to help me identify the goodness, the joy that is in my life, kind of what you were talking about. And as you were saying, like, it can be hard at first, you may be struggling to find Mm -hmm. that one, like, to name one good thing that is in your life. And I, I mean, and I totally get it. Like, that's where I was. I, I was struggling to just name one good thing and then yeah it's, it's hard. hard and then as you start to train your brain to find the good things in your life it becomes it becomes easier and eventually mm-hmm. i talk about it in my book more but like this one simple exercise where you just challenge yourself to um write down five good things that happened earlier that day that really helped me feel more content and at the time when she had Mm -hmm. suggested this exercise for me i was feeling depressed and this real in this exercise really helped me um yeah just feel more content and more at peace with where i was and you know even if i had was having a hard day and felt miserable it gave me enough hope to be like you know what i'm like right now i'm having a hard time but i'm going to make it through with this and i'll be okay i love that that's a great exercise when i was having a bit of a rough 
a rough time. And like the one thing that always kind of helped lift me up in the mornings was like a really good cup of coffee or a really good cup of tea, you know, and I just kind of was like, oh, it's because I like it. And then I realized how comforting for me that is, mm. you know, just to have the warmth. Yes. Um, and that little bit of me time, you know, I like to get up and read a little bit in the morning, you know, try not to do too much social media. It's hard not to right. sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> um, you know, take a little moment away from that, make sure I can just sit by myself and just like look outside. And then eventually I was like, oh, these are like all grounding tools. Like these are all things that are simple, but they're positive and they're good for you. You know, mm -hmm. like you can really sit into those moments. And if you start your day like that, you can really reflect and be like, okay. And then even if the day is harder, you can look back on that and you're like, well, at least I, I had my moment here. I had my morning tea. I had my book. I had that. And if that's the only like positive thing that you want to focus on that day, that's fine. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I really love that exercise. That's really cool. Yeah. We kind of already answered this question, but I want to see if there's anything mm -hmm. else. Um, what were some of the surprise successes that came out from from publishing this book? Um, yeah. And what I say, I think you already answered, was the part of the relationship with your mom and the relief that came from yes. that. So if there's anything else that kind of like surprised you um, – yeah. Afterwards or even during the process, of course. Yeah, I think that, well, the, yeah, that, that was a big one for sure. Um, but also that just writing this book was, it ended up like, yes, it was triggering at first, but it ended up being an incredibly mm -hmm. healing experience for me. Um, I write a lot about shame in the book, like um, a lot in like the second half of the book, but um Mm -hmm. And I write about how, like, giving voice to the parts of myself that are ashamed helps release the shame for me. So mm -hmm. I felt that release when I got my story onto the page. And it was empowering to use my creativity to create this project. And um, I wanted to write it with the end goal of helping other trauma survivors out there, which, you know, it just helped me feel like connected to my community. And I think all those things together mm -hmm. ended up being like a healing experience overall for me. I think it can be so beautiful when you're trying to do things for others, you know, and you're like trying to connect with maybe more people within the community and share your story so other people don't feel quite as alone or maybe other people feel heard because they can connect with you. And in turn, it just ends up being this cycle of connection and healing, you know, because them responding to you helps you as well. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yes. so it becomes this beautiful, yeah, it becomes this beautiful circle of just support and healing and honesty and vulnerability um, that we need so much more of in the world. So I so appreciate that that's definitely an incredible thing and I'm so glad that that process for you has continued to be healing yes. you know I think that's really amazing yes what was the like emotional um experience for you post publishing the book I guess it's only been a couple months now oh yes 
Yeah, it's been a few months. Um, and having it released into the world has brought out so many emotions. So, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, as I said earlier, like I started working on this project like three years ago and, um, you know, after working on it behind the scenes for so long, it was so exciting to finally see it out in the world and also having it published by a traditional publisher, which was a big goal Mm -hmm. of mine um, that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I'd achieve when I first set out to write the book. Um, So, so exciting for those reasons, Um, but also scary to put my work out there for people to judge, criticize, review. Um, I was checking the reviews like early on and then I've kind of just like, I'm like, you know, I don't need to, (laughs) I don't, not that I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I've seen any bad ones yet, but it's just like, even just like the act of constantly checking has like brought some anxiety. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to set a boundary there for myself and it's out. And, you know, I did the best that I could with this project, whatever happens, happens. Um, You know, I just hope that it gets into the hands of people who um, really need it. Um, And I mean, now that it's out in the world too, like, publishing like the process is pretty slow because you know you write the book then there are several rounds of editing Mm. and then it goes into the design (laughs) yeah like the design then like printing and then distribution so also my life has changed so much since since the writing of that book like so much has happened in the past year and a half and um And so much growth and healing has happened since I wrote that book, Mm -hmm. too. And um, actually, the last chapter of my book, um, it's called Embrace the Ongoing Process. And I talk about how um, I believe that being fully healed is a myth and that um, my healing Mm -hmm. journey continues. And I believe for me, it'll be a lifelong journey. And then having this book, which really feels like a snapshot of my life, of where I was at that time. Um, Like just seeing how much I've grown since then, it's been kind of surreal promoting, (laughs) promoting a book that, you know, like a a past version of myself wrote, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of what I accomplished in this book as well. Um, And yeah, it's just been amazing to see it out in the world and seeing people reading it, seeing which parts resonate most with them. And um, it's been really, really rewarding to hear that it's been helping people along their healing journeys. Congratulations, honestly, on being able to do that and being able to go through that journey while healing. And I think, you know, saying or seeing that past self of yours in this book and being able to see the growth that you've made since then is just something that, you know, not everyone gets to document things like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you do, I think it's so worth celebrating. Um, 
because we all go through different versions of ourselves throughout our life. Cause I, I 100% agree healing, you know, it's not, there's no end, <laughs> you yes. know, it's a continuous yeah. thing and it's going to keep going because, you know, life is hectic and it's wild and certain situations are going to bring up other parts of your life, you know, that maybe you did heal very well and you got a long, a long part of that journey processed and then something happens and then you're like, oh, there's still more work to do here. Exactly. You know, and that's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so normal. And that's so part of the healing process, especially with trauma, because those things can be buried so, so deep. Yes. And the littlest thing can bring up a reminder. And if that happens, you know, like there's no shame in that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. All that means is that you just have to focus again a little bit more energy on that part of you and give it a little bit more kindness and love so that you can continue healing that journey um yes and i so i really love that you bring attention to that especially in the end of the book i think that's so important for readers to hear for everyone to understand you know it feels like okay well i got through this thing stamped i'm done <laughs> it doesn't work that way you know like you have to keep going. Um, yes. And the healing journey, of course, will shift and alter and change as life changes with you. You know, it won't necessarily ever look the same again no. as it did five, 10 years ago. And that's good. You know, that means that the growth is happening. Um, so it's so important to celebrate those moments, you know. Um, I know it can be very hard, especially when you do struggle a lot with PTSD or any kind of mental health or mental illness, it's so hard when you feel like that relapse come in or like, oh, I thought I made all this progress. And it's so easy to find that self uh, inner critics and that self judgment voice kind of take over. Yes. Um, so it's so important to remind ourselves and those that we care about and that we love that that's you know, it's part of the journey, you know, it's the hard part, but it's still there. You know, it doesn't mean that you're off track. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong or that you're broken. It just means that you're still on your journey, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, and yeah. Absolutely. I am very excited to finish reading this book. <laughs> I can't wait to read about it. There's, there's just, yeah, there's, your voice is very relatable uh, in the book. And you know, having something like that is just very powerful. Um, and I think it's definitely a type of book that you can read. Um, honestly, probably at almost any point of your healing journey, you know, sometimes books can be a little much, yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as they're like educational or really powerful, sometimes it can be just a little too triggering to read. Um, and I'll say like I have had some very similar um, experiences as you have. So reading that book was uh, uh, kind of really releasing, I guess, you know, and like luckily for me, I wasn't in a spot where reading those words was triggering. Mm -hmm. um, but also the way that it was written, it wasn't um, ever uh, what's the word? It wasn't ever like in your face. It wasn't ever written in a way that you can't feel okay from, you yeah. know, it's written from a, this happened, mm -hmm. you know, 
Um, and it's okay that it happened. And if it happened to you, that's okay. Yes. You are okay now, you know? And it's, yeah, just the tone of your voice that comes across in the way that it's written is very comforting, even when reading the harder mm. stuff. So that's just my personal take on it so far. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's very, of course, it's very, it's a very pleasant read. And for something about, trauma and healing it's hard to find a pleasant read yeah thank you so much like everything that you just said was the biggest compliment because that when I wrote this book that is what I set out to do I wanted it to be comforting for trauma survivors I wanted it to be encouraging because when I was struggling with PTSD as a reader I turned to books um to help me mm -hmm. through my journey and a lot of the trauma books are um they talk about very intense traumatic experiences um so they were triggering to mm -hmm. me um and then some of them are also very clinical with great information about yes. you know trauma symptoms and why we experience them mm -hmm. um but not written in a way where I felt like, oh, like it's it's okay for you to be experiencing them. It, it to me, it felt more like, oh, this is what's happening to you. This is what's wrong with you. <laughs> Instead of being like, you know, we're going to make it through yeah. this together. So um, that makes me so happy mm -hmm. to hear that you felt you felt the comfort come through. Um, through my words so that that is just um the greatest compliment thank you <laughs> thank you honestly being able to just read it and meet you and chat with you today has been such a wonderful opportunity so i very much appreciate you taking the time um yeah is there anything else that you would like to share any other news coming up the book is out i'm kind of it has been um a mentally emotionally exhausting experience so me personally I've been mm -hmm. just trying to um let let myself enjoy some time off um of you know right I I do plan to write more um more books nothing in the works quite yet as I'm kind of just recharging from um you're going to be okay yes and being out in the world um but yeah if any listeners um i mean if you're interested in buying the book it's you know available um wherever books are sold in canada the u.s mm -hmm. australia the uk um so, um, and yeah, it's, it's the book that I needed to hear when I was struggling with PTSD and was searching for a path toward healing. And I hope that it helps anyone else out there who is struggling feel yeah. less alone. Um, yeah. Thank you so, so much for being here. And I think you've done an incredible job of being able to share your bits and pieces of your story and your vulnerability and your struggle and your journey. Um, I think you've definitely 
will continue to help other people as they read this book and also follow your Instagram account. Like again, sometimes a whole book is a little much. So when you get those little pictures with a little bit of inspirational words or relatable words, that can be so much for people as well. So yes, I definitely highly, highly recommend those listening to go purchase this book. It's been a joy to read and I very much am looking forward to finishing the final few chapters on my end. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here um, and chatting with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I very much look forward to sharing your story a little bit with our listeners here at Moving Beyond Stigma. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you again so much for coming. And thank you to those who are listening. We really appreciate it. We are here to talk about mental health, to talk about mental illnesses, our struggles, our successes, the journeys that we're on. And I can't wait to share more with all of you. Mm -hmm.